Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barry Carlin, and with me today, I'm over the moon to have Tristan and Max on of the fantastic Irish new metal band Cell Games. Uh, the band have just released their brand new single, Jailbreak, uh, which is a song that I cannot recommend enough. Um, I think I said in the episode that it might be my favourite release they've released so far, and the band has put out amazing bangers already, so it's high praise <laughs> going straight in. Uh, so obviously we'll be chatting about that brand new single, chatting about how the band played Siege of Limerick for the very first time, anime, new metal, obviously, and also we're chatting about uh, Phoenix Park, the Lincoln Park cover band that Tristan and Max are in as well. So plenty of topics to go around with this particular episode. I've seen this band live quite a few times now, and they never failed to put on a super energetic, super fun, fantastic songs, and they're set as always. Um, so it really was an absolute pleasure having them on. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Here's the theme music by Zach Stevenson. Okay, so we're here for another episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm with Tristan and Max from Cell Games. Guys, thanks so much for coming over. Hey. So good to have you. (laughs) (laughs) How... Oh, okay, the mic just went down. We should probably actually have sound checked that beforehand, but I'm sure it's going to be fine. I took off it very gently. (laughs) (laughs) How was playing Siege, by the way? I know it was your first festival. It was great, I think. Coming back wasn't great. The siege itself was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was interesting. Um, we like because because we were. We were if, if anyone's not familiar with the siege, it's there's there's a, it's kind of a three stage setup. The main Dolan stage is the kind of the big stage, and then you have one upstairs in the smoking area. It's kind of smaller and narrower, and then you have a little little kind of a room with a fireplace that opens up and they shove all oh, the, the, the yeah they shove all the death metal bands in there. At the end. <laughs> but uh, we ended up on the like. What we were, what we were kind of ca- calling to ourselves as the main stage. Except yeah. the, the caveat was we played like the main stage, but there was like a fella and his son yeah. <laughs> there for three quarters of the set. So, so uh, once it filled up, it was great. But it was yeah. it was a, it was most certainly a a peculiar experience at the start because like I don't know. I always feel bad for people at festivals who end up you know you're w- walking through the field and there's somebody playing on the stage. And like at one o'clock in the day, and you're just like you stop out of pity. I've seen Christine and the Queens, who is an artist that I absolutely mm. adore, playing EP at two p.m. on the Sunday, and there was nobody at it. And I was like, if only people knew how good they are live. It was oh, dead. But um, yeah. I think the siege doesn't suffer from that too much. No, because like if people are going to the siege, they're like, right, I'm setting aside. Like this day is gone. I'm going to the siege, and that's it. And they're just there all day. Yeah, like, it's like, free in as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think like it's kind of like like one o'clock is the doors open and like just people kind of like a quarter to twelve going like, can we come in or what's going on? But so <laughs> what, what we got caught out what with was there is like a tradition where they print a certain amount of t-shirts uh, for like the Seas twenty twenty four or twenty twenty three or whatever year this is <laughs> with all of the bands on it and their logos and the whole lot and people just kind of queue and when they're gone they're gone. They're gone yeah. So yes. when we arrived in, went up to the smoking area. And the place was suddenly rammed with people like queuing for the, the t-shirts and we didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. So uh, anyway, uh, they must have put up the soul outside during our set because all of a sudden, okay. like, halfway through, the place was packed. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Because <laughs> I saw you guys, the first time I saw you guys was playing at Metal to the Masses and I was bringing a friend. There's a friend of mine who uh, doesn't listen to metal and now he's been going to every single gig with me ever since. <laughs> but it was so funny because we were watching and I was just like, New metal. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And I only figure out, that, by the way, just because you're t- wearing the T-shirt, I never realized that the, I p- only put it together from listening to your interviews. I was just like, cell games, obviously Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> for, for the listeners, I'm wearing my own T-shirt. Nice. And you know, it's funny. I was, I, Brand recognition. <laughs> I literally, literally was, was putting it on, only it yeah. smelled a bit funny. <laughs> that's why we're not, that's yeah. why we're not over here just dressed like two complete clowns in our own merchandise. Mine's just like next in the rotation. So I was like, well, look, it's, it's time to put this one on. <laughs> but when putting the band together was it always the intention to be kind of like new metal thing or was it kind of a retro kind of look back at the, the old style of music I think it was very specifically mm. I think I did say will we start a new metal band <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the new metal thing from it came from in 2018 was it yeah 2018 uh, I, I decided like because I have all these ideas all the time so I didn't think it would actually work but I was like I'm going to get five people and we're going to play Hybrid Theory all the way through on the 20th of July. <laughs> and it's going to be like a big anniversary thing for charity and it's going to be great. I think like in like January, February of that year, I was like, I'm going to do it. To be fair, like August the previous year, I was like, someone has to play Hybrid Theory all the way through and it should be me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like in January, February, I was like, I started getting people and like, there was like a lot of people were kind of like coming like, I ended up with like, like the same as always, it was like too many guitarists and it was like, no, it's fine, I'm doing that. <laughs> you know and like, like too many drummers and I was like oh I have someone doing that uh, and then Max was like I'm going to be your Mike Shinoda and I was like please yeah <laughs> I was like there's, there's no argument yeah. no debate no discussion yeah. I, I'm just yeah. this is it <laughs> this is, is this Phoenix Park now yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah do you know what I feel I've after the gig I was like I wonder why they're called Phoenix Park my friend was like you are fucking thick uh-huh. <laughs> I was like of course I get it now. <laughs> yeah, but I, after, I was just going to to answer the original question after the first gig I was like oh shit new metal is still class and I was like I kind of thought like no one would come because we were playing hybrid theory all the way through and like maybe a few people would come I was like no it's it's fine you can like it now I was like oh cool because I do it is making quite a resurgence <laughs> yeah. though you fans like Code Orange are doing it obviously mm. Idol Discourse and then uh, Wargasm or another yeah. band they're touching on all of it it's, quite, it's good to see because I was a huge new metal mm. fan I think my first album that I ever bought was uh, hybrid theory actually Got to see Lincoln yep. Park perform it from start to finish as oh, well, which is pretty sick. Awesome, <laughs> but um, I guess we're here to talk about the new single, Jailbreak. Now, uh, I might go on a limb here. I think it's your best song that you've recorded. I just can't stop playing it. It's such <laughs> a fun song. <laughs> what was uh, what was kind of the intention going in making it? Like, what's it, well, first off, what is it about? <laughs> um, do you know what? It's about three and a half minutes. It's about three hey! and a half. <laughs> 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 but basically, Jailbreak is a funny one because Jailbreak was uh, a song, as, as you said earlier, I, you know, had a little bit of a hip hop kind of mini career there between bands at one stage. And Jailbreak was a song that I wrote, you know, just trying to fiddle around with like, you know, FL Studio and stuff and mm. then see can I make hip hop songs. And it was the, like in the first little hip hop set that I did, and it was like a unplayable, essentially. <laughs> you know, it's just like a dope trying to make hip hop without any idea of the rules of rhythm or yeah thing. yeah so uh anyway like it, it, it was the song from that little period that everybody remembers so when we did when we did this we kind of batted it back and forward a little bit and i was kind of like oh it's thematically it's not it doesn't necessarily sync up with a lot of the stuff that we're doing yeah, yeah. it's it was quite different but what yeah. i actually quite like about you guys though is you do kind of mess around with a few different styles and you do it quite comfortably as well if exactly you know what you're saying. and that's what Tristan yeah. convinced me of <laughs> that's why uh, Jailbreak is our yeah. new single because uh, yeah it was just like we had this song it's pretty good do you know what it's 
it most certainly can be a new metal song. But what's Tristan gave me the the new metalized version of I was like I was like I can't I can't uh, I can't give up with this anymore. We're going with it. <laughs> yeah, I had to like make the the unplayable bass part into a riff, and then it turns out Deb is actually kind of playing the bass part, but it's the same like. I don't know if anyone else has this with like playing songs live and then going to record them every time we record something and Deb does her take. I'm like, is that what you, that's all you've always been playing that. And she's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, quite surprised. I was like, no, it's really good. I just like, when we're doing gigs, I can just hear that there is bass and I can like feel it in the floor. And like, if, if it's like a note that clashes, I can hear like, oh, there's something a bit wobbly, but I can't hear like the intricacies or like I'm next to my amp and I'm next to the snare so I can hear what's going on and that like, you're probably doing something really good, but I don't know what it is. I'm like, oh, you're you're doing this mad fucking bass line, mm. but for real. Because on the demo, I didn't. I just did like, um, the bass and drums in that one are very much me going like, well, there has to be bass and there has to be drums. And so I was like, uh, I'll just do, here are the big heavy bits. And then the verse is smaller. And then there's like a bigger bit in the verse and it gets small again. And then the chorus is big and the bridge is big. So even like when I brought it to, to Dev and Tonsha, like I said this to Dev's like, there's bass on the verses. Do something better than that. I <laughs> like Tonchi, our drummer. Uh, it's like the new song. I was like, yeah, yeah. What do you actually want me to do? And I was like, I, I don't know. Do something. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I literally just have like, when it stops completely on the track, do something small. And then like when it's the chorus, do something big. It's <laughs> not exactly what helpful, is it? Because <laughs> no, yeah. bear in mind, this, this song was written by somebody who has no idea how to write a song. It was like... <laughs> It was like giving it was like giving popular human music to an alien and said this. There, there is some stuff in it where for the longest time and even still even even still sometimes before we gig it, I have to go back and check the demo or like I guess check the actual song now and be like, Okay, it's five lines in the first verse and then it gets small. Don't know why it's five. But I'm always, I'm always, I'm always ready to change the part I'm playing one too early and I'm like, no no. There's yeah. five. <laughs> that caught us out. That caught us out a, a few times when we were playing it. The first few times we started playing it with Sal Gibbs, that caught us out. Because, and then, like, I don't know, you, you just fall because, like, when something is just a, li- a little bit off of a structure, mm-hmm. it's way worse than if you're, like, if you're counting this bloody big mad prog, you know, things with multiple... Yeah. You know, sections and everything, because like you're you're prepared for it. Yeah. yeah. But then, but in sides like that, you're like, oh shit, this next bar. <laughs> <laughs> keep up. Yeah. It's like oh, it's a city pop song. It's like Lincoln Park do a lot of um, because like like learning a whole load of Lincoln Park songs. I got to look at like all the little things they do, and they'll always do the second verse mm. will have one more bar or two more bars at mm. the end of it, and like that's them doing dynamics. So like, you wouldn't think that though if you're just like learning it for a cover set, and like just standing in with someone. Someone will forget that. Yeah. So it's, it's that kind of a thing, just like a tiny arrangement thing. I'm like, no, no, it's five, and then another one. But it's not really five, I think, because there's five of what would be like the main verse, but there's like a little one at the start and two at the end. So it adds up to eight. But like, it's it's divided up funny. And like, part of it's about me just like trying to copy what I did in the track and going like, I don't know, I don't have turntables. Uh, <laughs> do you do the programming as well in this? Do you? I. Do and I also kind of don't. So yeah. I program like things like for the demos and then for like like a lot of stuff for the gigs is, like from the demos, all the back and track stuff. But then as soon as we got to record it with Josh, uh, Josh Robinson, he's done your previous yeah. stuff. Hasn't yeah. He? yeah. As soon as you go to him, like he makes it like actually good. <laughs> so like he like he have good sounds. A lot the parts a lot of the time, like if there's like 
like if there's like a keyboard part that goes through it, like it'll be the same part, but he'll have like a better sound. Mm. And then he'll like put in like sub drops where the chorus starts, or he's mad for putting in like little percussion things that I like wouldn't thought of doing because I was like, well, I've already programmed the drum track. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have the CPU to do two different types of percussion, so there isn't one. <laughs> yeah, but Josh is very much on our level, as in Josh. Like you know, you people come on. Yeah, a producer gets us, man. Yeah, but Josh yeah, yeah. actually does yeah. get get us. Like you know, it's um, it's always very easy to go up and you know just work with them. Just yeah, just yeah. rattle out the song, and we have a we good a good time putting stuff together because we've a very similar sense of humor. Yeah. As, in, <laughs> as in bleeping every word except for the curses and jail, right. which is funny. <laughs> right, we have to do a radio edit, and I was like, what if we just like put wrong censors in, or like the one I wanted to do was like. Censored, but you can still hear the swear word, so there's no point. <laughs> Even but. your video today, if I had me laughing, was the uh, We Say Jailbreak a lot in our new single. Oh, yeah, what's Angel, Angel from Cosmo Palace? He put that together like at the last minute of the mass as one of the heats. He just like did that, and I was like, Yeah, fair enough. And then I think at that point, we were like, We had some, we were like going, like, Oh, the next thing is going to be this thing, we're going to put yeah. it out in summer. And then I think after that heat, we were like, We should probably be doing jailbreak, actually. Mm. I think people. <laughs> Like that a little more. That's it, because the next one, the next one that we have out is absolutely bonkers altogether. Yeah. <laughs> so, so definitely, I mean, the pendulum is swinging from side to side here. <laughs> but uh, the, the, to get back to, to what you were asking about the about what it was about, it oh, was yeah, actually yeah. it was just um, like I was kind of the band that I originally wrote the lyrics for. It uh, was a band called the Actual Mafia. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He was like a funk. We're a funk rock rap band, and uh, we we're working on our second EP. And I don't know if you know uh, a saxophone player called uh, Rich Ung. He's in Lavery. Don't He's now, to be honest. really amazing musician. He went kind of well known around Dublin. We had started writing se- uh, songs for the second record, which was going to be called "The Children of the Groove," <laughs> and basically, we just like, um, Ashton Matthew were kind of real kind of a party man so it was just like the whole thing was about get up and yeah, dance yeah, and, and have a bit of crack like and blah 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 the actual mafia jailbreak so it, it really goes back to like Hagoku Yoshiratori which Tristan didn't realise it, it was in Japanese yeah. that, that line yeah. I didn't know, know what you think it was I just like I don't know the lyrics to our songs unless I have to mm. sing them but I remember I for for um for some of the press stuff I'm we so were doing I've <laughs> loads to be doing <laughs> for some of the press stuff like we were like oh we just need for um for sending it off to some people like they just want copies of the lyrics and I was like right grand I'll do it and I think there was a weekend where I had COVID so I couldn't go and do something so I was like right I'll do it now and then I'm just sitting there on pain medicine feeling dreadful <laughs> listening to the demo and going through like a bar at a time and going like taking notes out and going like jailbreak right <laughs> and then I got to this line and I was like what is this? I had to like, I had to like Google what it sounded like phonetically to me, and then I was like, "Oh, it's a man's name," I think. And even when we were doing the the radio edit, we got like a mix back, and part of his name was censored out because Josh thought he was swearing. <laughs> but Shiratori was a Japanese escape artist. Oh, so, right, okay. yes, there you go. But uh, yeah, so it, it's like it's kind of from a bygone era, but it it, it works for us, so it's kind of. 
It's, it's interesting. It's not about the end of the world for once. Yeah. Or, or it's not about a film. Wait, isn't I, is Relic is the one that's Neon Genesis, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relics, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Relics. Um, I don't know. I think I bought too too. I bit too hard into the whole, oh, we have an anime name. Yeah. <laughs> so now every time, everything will be about some form of an anime. It's very popular at the moment. Mm. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. What's your favourite one, actually, just out of curiosity? Um, at the moment. Um, I'm watching rewatching Gundam Wing oh, nice. again, okay. um, and I am watching one called Outlaw Star. Um, I don't know that one. Not to be Outlaw honest. Star is 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 it basically played after Dragon Ball Z and Gundam Wing on Toonami back in the day. Oh, right, okay. so it was like the you know the the one that would the be one of the be best on TV channels. Yeah, there, like. oh, absolutely. <laughs> but it really, really um, um, underrated anime with. Absolutely banging theme song, so, right, so okay. check it out. I, I just finished Attack on Titan recently, and yeah. I haven't watched it in so long that when I was watching the fa- finale, I was just like, "What the fuck is going Absolutely. on?" Absolutely, <laughs> it's her finale finale out now because I know yeah. they had like the yeah, finale yeah. last one, part one. Oh, there's... they had three finales. They had oh. a finale to the TV series, then they had an hour long one, and then they had basically mm. a film one. Oh, the last last one, the, the dub's not out yet though, is it? Uh, no, but uh, I only watch it. I watch it the other way you want. But... <laughs> I have to be able to go on my phone and I'm watching stuff and I can't with subtitles. Oh, right, fair enough. <laughs> I can't do, my partner is hilarious because we watch a lot, obviously, obviously we watch a lot, of, a lot of Dragon Ball in our house and Craig just be like, what is up with Goku's voice? Because I listen to, obviously listen to Japanese and oh, he, sounds like right, a, okay. he sounds like a little old woman. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard the voice. I've only watched uh, Dragon Ball Z dub so yeah. I'm interested to check it out. It is mad when you see like these characters that have like big tough voices and yeah, hear them in the Japanese when you're just like, "What the fuck?" He's got good voice. Vice versa. It's just like squeaky, it's yeah. like a squeaky voice, like, and he's a pure hick in the subtitles. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's like I ain't fighting with you, like you know that kind of that, like that's the he's like a country bumpkin, like so it's it's all sorts of odd with the anime. But then again, we grew up, grew up watching the anime after school, all the you know in. Two hours of fucking powering up, and <laughs> it's like, I, I remember Oni cartoons did a video mm. of where it's like uh, Vegeta dies, and it's like Goku goes no, and then it goes twenty episodes later, he's still going no. no. <laughs> um, what? So uh, what's what's coming? What gigs are you working on next, actually? Because I know you've got one with Salothurn, who are actually the guest on Saturday. <laughs> oh, that, that's the only one coming up that we're able to talk about, unless. Uh, in between time of recording this coming out we're allowed <laughs> it's about next week yeah uh, so I don't know because no one tells us when they're going to tell like when when it's okay to say stuff's happening but I don't think we can say what they are yet okay. just do a we'll tell you, we'll tell you, the Eurovision Song Contest yeah. <laughs> yeah. we the, the interval act for the Eurovision I thought he heard song for the Eurovision at her gig it was pretty damn good yeah. <laughs> is she putting one forward she yeah. is yeah, oh, yeah awesome awesome um, I think we're the only ones who aren't really yeah, yeah. they're the one the Empire's doing one Really? Is he an Empire's doing one? Yeah. Oh my God. Has that been revealed? Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> oh yeah, there was like an article about it all. All right. Veronica, really? Veronica's just mad to do that Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> well, was, what was, it's, it is gas though, because I won't ruin what Sinelja song because obviously it hasn't been released yet, mm. but there's parts of it where she's speaking Irish. And yeah. kind of like, it's like, that's going to be gas for when, you know, when foreign mm. people hear it and go, oh my God, that sounds like really cool what she's saying. Yeah, and it's, it's like, just like, it's like, can I go to the toilet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it means. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's interesting I think, I think now since all the other bands in Dublin are doing that's alright there's no cough it's Miller time <laughs> <laughs> since uh, since all the other bands in Dublin are doing uh, Eurovision we'll have to do Cell Games will have to do Big Brother Big Brother <laughs> <laughs> I'm a celebrity that's it yeah <laughs> 
still can't believe Nigel Farage is on that at the moment. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's <laughs> the fucking very weirdest odd. PR thing ever. But um, what's your favorite song to play live, actually? Um, I don't know. Now. Let me think. I do quite do in like the Mega Figuration live, um, because as of the start of this year, there is a little break in the song. There's always been a little break mm-hmm. in the song. Um, as of the start of like the last chorus, and it just breaks down like to just like an organ playing the riff and the start of the chorus whispered. But I think it meant to the masses. I was like, it would be funny if I just said something there. <laughs> so now every gig, like an hour beforehand, I'm like, oh, I don't have one. I don't have one. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had, like the first one we did was like it was metal to the masses, and I was like. Don't sell games. <laughs> I did it like <laughs> back into the chorus, but it's developed. It's developed yeah. since then. Like what yeah. was it? What was it last week when we were playing Lizzie Boogies? We were playing Lizzie Boogies. I was like Lizzie Boogies. I sure hope she does. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always ridiculous. Yeah. I'm always Work, kind of I'm, I'm workman seller. I hardly knew her. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wish they they hardly no the workman seller was was good. Yeah. Can't mention the war. Or, our bad gig. We have one bad gig, which was in Wheatlands. We don't oh, yeah. talk about it. It's like our one, our bad, our one bad review, our one yeah. bad gig. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's the song that you have? The isn't? It, don't you have an intro to your final song? Or did you used to? There was like an. You remember you were I heard and you mentioned on the metal stuff. I thought it was hilarious. Was mm-hmm. you were talking about that you have an intro to a song while you're at Fibbers? Oh, we used to have. We had an intro to the whole set. Okay. And then at the very very early days, we had an intro to the last song as well. Because people are like, you can, can you do 25 minutes to half an hour? And it's like, we have 20 minutes of music. <laughs> uh, so I, I think even like the first gig, the first gig we did, Shane who booked us was like, can you do 35, 40? I was like, we'll give you 20. And that's what you're getting. We used to have like a minute of music as like our intro from, was from Dragon Ball. Yeah, it was the, a, a remix of the uh, perfect, of the perfect organism cell, cells yeah. theme, okay. essentially. Yeah. And it runs into the first song. But uh, like for a lot of the stuff we're doing, we don't do a sound check. There's a line check like immediately before you start playing. So there's nowhere to go while the intro's playing. <laughs> so we're just kind of like, yeah, might as well. But then I, I did, for, because Redix was like about Evangelion, I was like, we had the start of the Unit Zero theme. Mm. And like that ran into that. And for practice purposes, I tried to like upload it to SoundCloud to be like, here's what our set's like exactly. Just like put this on private. Here's exactly your set. And I tried it a few times. Every time, so I was like, you're not allowed to do that. You don't own that. <laughs> yeah. Because like, it wasn't even like, because like, it's not a sample. It's just literally just cut out of it. So like, I think oh, if, I, okay. if, I, if I hit it in the file, like, you know, with stuff on top of it, they would detect it. But they're like, no, you just you just took that off YouTube. Like, that's not yours. You can't use that. You see, on, on uh, there's a load of songs that like, say, for instance, that like, I know Death Grips have a whole album that they had samples on it that you you can't put it on Spotify. Mm. People just uploaded them as podcasts now. Really? Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah. Um, I was. At the, that's how I for, for a long time, you're, the original opening to One Piece. Yeah. You could just get dodgy covers of it, but somebody uploaded the actual one as a podcast. <laughs> Some of that with um, all the songs from inside from Bo Burnham before he released it like someone just oh that's a dickhead thing yeah. someone ripped yeah. it, it put, up as a, put up as a podcast and I was like I mean like so, I literally can't go anywhere at the moment so we'll just like watch it on Netflix again it's fine <laughs> I watched that way too many times when it yeah. came out friends came down at four o'clock in the morning one time for me just crying in the city mm. school. <laughs> <laughs> so same with no, uh, somebody did that uh, Charlie XCX had a whole album that she worked on and somebody mm. some dickhead uploaded mm. it onto YouTube right before it. she scrapped that's- it I remember, you can't find it anymore. I remember uh, th- it's going back a while now. Shakira, before she released her uh, her breakthrough English language album, had an album 
called uh, Donde Esta La Ladrones, which is where by words, because she had like a, a folder with all of her lyrics written in it and somebody stole it at an airport. <laughs> so she had to write all of the songs again. So she oh called the album Donde Esta La Ladrones, where are my words? <laughs> <laughs> you want her just look at it's probably useless as well yeah. like how big was she at the time she oh no she hadn't like laundry service hadn't come out yet like, so it, was, it was she was it, basically uh, she was awful. she was like the Alanis Morissette of Spain she had, but she hadn't like she was very Alanis Morissette before the before yeah, the, the you know the, what, yeah, yeah all of that stuff but uh, that's that's kind of it was just before her breakthrough so. <laughs> But can you tell us about, I, I still think it's one of the best things I've ever seen for a band recently is the character cards, the Yu-Gi-Oh character cards that you uploaded onto <laughs> Instagram. Oh, yeah. Jade did those. So Jade's my girlfriend and she does all the stuff that makes us look like a band. Mm. <laughs> Pretty much. Like all the, like, and on Instagram that looks like a bit of work went into it. I think sometimes, <laughs> even sometimes, if you're looking at our stories... Um, no, you've the best. Some of the yeah. best uh, <laughs> social media yeah. activity I've seen yeah. of any band. If you look you know, at our well, stories, it's so funny. Yeah. If, if you look at the stories, maybe across the span of a day, um, you can kind of tell when Jay did them or when I did them, because <laughs> like she'll make the whole thing look good, and I'll just be like, "Here is I've shared the post and I've told you what it is. And here's a link to tickets or whatever." But like she'll actually like make the background look like something. She showed me how to do it, and I was like. I'm not doing that. That's too, that's too much. Like, it'll be gone in a day. Way too much. They put me in charge of the Phoenix Park socials and we haven't oh, posted really? in months. Is <laughs> <laughs> there any Phoenix Park uh, gigs coming up soon, actually? Um, I don't. We were we were kind of rattling around Halloween? with the idea. We did. We, yeah, we yeah. did Halloween in the Workman Centre. It was great. Mm. Uh, great gig, actually. Um, we were thinking of, of doing something around December, but, you know, December very kind of it's compact with stuff. Yeah, gigs, yeah. Yeah. So, well, you can catch us in June. <laughs> July? July, July, July. If, if we remember to book it, I don't if know. If we remember to book it. But it's got to the point, it's got to the point now where it kind of, because um, it's for charity. Is that the thing for Chester? Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was at that. That was yeah. brilliant, yeah. And you'd, 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 you'd feel bad about yourself if you didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a lovely coming together of people. No, like, it, you is, know, it's it really very, is. very, very, very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, it's great crack as well. Because yeah. like, it's like, Lincoln Park, one of those bands that like I still listen to them. Yeah. And like my elitist music friends when I was in NCD used to rip the piss. Into oh, absolutely. Them. I was just like, you know, they're like really good. Like you're aware that yeah. they're mm. a very, very good band. That's it. And then just to go back and see those songs mm. again, especially because you do, you kind of do your own twist mm. on them. It's, yeah, it's, I fucking loved it last year now. Well, this year. I thought yeah. I'll be going every year since now. <laughs> our, our bass player is gas because he, I don't know if he doesn't like Linkin Park. He doesn't know Linkin Park at okay. all <laughs> because he's only like 26 now. 25, 26. So, like, he would have been, like, completely missed the ball. He's, on like, him. four years off, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Like, he missed the ball. And even, like, if he, like, had been the right age, it's not really what he's into. <laughs> but he, only, he did it as a favour because, like, we were, like, stuck for a bass player in, like, in the run-up to the first one. And I was like, Matt, can you just do it? Because then we're going to, like, Matt, like, we're fucked for bass. What do we do? I was like, Matt, can you just do it? And he's like, yeah okay I remember one of the practice like oh some of these songs are actually pretty good it was like yeah, that's why we're the, so sad yeah the best selling bands of all time some of them are pretty good yeah. <laughs> well I guess we're at the, we should, this is the part I guess we'll ask with the stupid questions now these are just random silly ones that I come up with because this podcast started with me annoying bands after gigs very drunk just asking <laughs> yeah. them like where did you yeah so uh, the first one I always ask is uh, what was the first and last album you ever bought uh, first one I bought might have been it was e- it was either WWF the Music Volume Five nice <laughs> or the Gorillas album because I think around Demon that, Days or the the self one the self one the first one because I think around the time that came out I was kind of like 
I think I'm kind of into music, but I don't <laughs> I don't really know what I'm into. And I was like, this has two songs off the radio. So I'm going to get this. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> but if it wasn't that, and it was WF The Music Volume 5, mm. I was just like, this is the songs off the telly on it. And also The Rock has a weird song at the end of it. <laughs> uh, Wait, The Rock has a song on yeah. it? Yeah. Hi. 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 It's not, it's not great. It's not great. know that no. now, to be honest. And uh, it... it, it there are problems with it. There are problems. There are <laughs> extreme is, problems with this song. In what way? Like As misogynistic in, or oh, like, everything? What do you yeah. got? Yeah. <laughs> it was the same because I did that. Um, I I did. An, I was going away on holidays. I was like, I don't have a guest book, so I'll do an episode about "Follow the Leader," the Corn album. Mm. And I hadn't listened to it, and I would say about ten. I listened to the singles off mm. it, but I hadn't listened to the whole thing in about ten or fifteen mm. years. And I was listening to it through. I was like, this is one of the most problematic albums mm. I have ever heard. Absolutely. <laughs> Some of the songs that are, have aged very poorly. Mm. Here's a very f- a funny thing since you asked that question. Mm. The first album and the last album that I ever bought <laughs> are the same album. Because, oh, really? Uh, the first That's album. Cheating. I bought, well, yeah, but it's funny because it was today. And I was actually thinking about that. And uh, it was Ver- uh, Versus by Pearl Jam was the first album I oh, bought with okay. my own money. And I bought the 30 year anniversary release of it today. So there you go. <laughs> Easy one. Easy one. I don't, know, I don't know what the last one I bought was because I haven't bought a CD in so long. Because I think. Yeah, neither have I. I have so many CDs at home. Like my, like, my room is just full of CDs because I used to just buy loads of them. But, like, I can't remember the last one because I think two cars ago, the car I had when I got the CD player didn't work. That's a really odd yeah. time frame I've ever yeah. heard. Two cars yeah. ago? Yeah, it's just, it's like, because I just, like, on a car I had the CD player didn't work in it. And I was like, well, what do I do now? Because, like, I don't have a CD player in my room really. Because, like, if I'm in a position to put music on, I'm at a computer. Yeah. And then. So I stopped listening to them in the car, but I think, I think I bought a signed Twerp album during the pandemic, because I fucking love Twerp. Mm. Twerp? I don't know them. Oh, Twerp. It's it's TWRP, and it, apparently it used to stand for Tupperware Remix, Remix Party, Party yeah. <laughs> until like Tupperware, the brand, were like, you can't use that. It's, it's, it's their really? name. Yeah. So it's just TWRP. Surely it's free advertising. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But they're just, they're just mad <laughs> yeah. Canadian band. Um, Their whole gimmick is that they are from... The future, but also the 1980s, but also outer space, but also Canada. Okay. And like no one actually knows what they look like. Like they wear costumes on stage, like they're wearing spandex and they all wear a mask. Um, but like not like in a kind of like in a slipknot way, like in a, a naff way. Like they all have character names. Like and, a, more uh, like Guar then is it or? Kind of, but not as and mad. Not as much, yeah. <laughs> and like the there's no well, there's guest vocalists, but like the main vocals are all talk box. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. It, they're absolutely incredible. Yeah. But yeah, I got, I got like... That sounds amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. I love it. It's like I found them live in like 2019 and they were like supporting a band I went to see and I was like, what is it? I have to, what? This has changed everything. <laughs> so that might be the last one I bought, I think. And I got it because it was signed, even though it's like it's signed with stage names. Mm. So is it actually worth that? That's actually a good point. No, yeah. it's only worth something. I, yeah. assume. I got one since you mentioned Guar. Uh, I can tell you also about the, the last Amazon review I left. Okay. I bought a Guar t-shirt off Amazon and it came with like this like crap, like it was this big purple thing on on the picture. And right. when it came, it was like this like, like you know, oh, this wilting t- like, like <laughs> sad, like excuse for a thing. And I wrote, one star, odorous Arungus would not be impressed with this t-shirt. <laughs> 
<laughs> there you go. You know they do cameo and everything. Like you can yeah. hire them. They're they're gas fellas, and I have to say, I'd love to see them live. I'd say the shows are something but fucking bonkers. They're, they're one of these weird bands where uh, Guar now has none of the original members of Guar. Oh, do they not? Yeah, because uh, Odo okay. himself died of of uh, he died of a heroin overdose. But his his in um his in Guar universe. Death description is absolutely amazing. They, there's a Guar character called Mr. Perfect. And there's like, Mr. Perfect uh, impaled, stole uh, Odor Sarungus's immortality and impaled him on his own sword. There you go. <laughs> that's, the, yeah. that's the in-universe yeah. reason for the death of Odor Sarungus. It is weird seeing that. Like you watch, uh, like I'm a big Sepultura fan, mm. but I was watching them recently and a friend of mine was like, oh, how long have they been going? He's like, well, technically they've been going 40 years. Mm. And he goes, but none of the original members yeah. are in the band like not a single one <laughs> I think Static X is the same I don't think there's any original members in Static X I think it's same drummer though isn't it? I think I it's think largely original drummer. I know Tony Campos Tony. is still there yeah oh you know what it's not that there's no original members it's I think not the original it's, way it's, Static it's, it's not the original way it's Static <laughs> well, it's, it's your man from Dope yeah Every, everyone, fig- everyone figured out it was your man yeah. from Dope and they were like oh it could be anyone and then yeah. recently enough they were like it's your man from Dope yeah but it's I think it could be the original drummer because I think there would be I think what it is it's the original guitarist who wasn't like Koichi the, yeah it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like the when they hit a big guitarist yeah. but it was him uh, because they got rid of Trip Eisen yeah and they were right to do it yeah and it's really annoying that uh, like my first gig was Corn with Static X supporting and Trip was in it and I was like oh it's mm. tainted a little bit isn't it? is he just a bad guy or oh he was done for he was uh, <laughs> okay he's on the Ian Watkins list of oh right okay <laughs> Jesus okay of, of not nice musicians I, I remember when Ian yeah not Ian Watkins I remember when um, Wayne Static passed away Jacoby Shaddock straight away posted this huge thing mm. about don't do drugs and mm. all this kind of stuff and, and then the next day he was just like okay I know Wayne Static didn't die of drugs but also do not do them <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have jumped to conclusions on that one. <laughs> but that, but I think Wayne Static, he had a, he was like known for being fucked at the time. Oh, well, sure, look at yeah, him. Yeah. Him. <laughs> him and his wife were both apparently big in it. So even though he didn't die of it, it was a, it was, a it was probably the, yeah. a contributing factor. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, like, I know new metal obviously is quite part of the sound that you play. I was wondering because there's plenty of albums, many bands of it. What do you think is the quintessential uh, new metal album? Ooh. Ooh. Toxicity, maybe. Because new metal is such a broad it's so thing. So broad, yeah. Yeah. So toxicity is quality wise, it's very good, but for <laughs> for what we actually sound like, it's not very like because like we're mm. we get the electronic side of it, and mm. like System of Down is just like live instruments. Because I'd argue, I don't think toxicity is a new metal album at all. A little spicy. I think it's like you know. I wouldn't have considered it a new metal yeah, album either, to be honest. Because one of my favorite bands, <laughs> but, but, but people, but people like it's always on the list of greatest new metal albums. So it's de- it's definitely there. But I I like Fate No More, one of my favorite bands, oh, and even though they have a lot in common with with new metal, I would never ever you know call. It's the same with like yeah, Rage Against Machine. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Faith and War you used to cover Faith and War didn't you we did for, for a brief period for a brief yeah. period of time until, until everyone else in the band was like we don't like playing this As song didn't your drummer <laughs> not like playing <laughs> yeah, I was so happy it's when we were playing that song yeah. I love Faith and yeah. War I, I think you were just saying like it's so the opposite the way I play drums that I can't get on board with this mm. song he's like I would never do like a Tom group like yeah. that I can't get on board with this <laughs> and even Deb was like his bass line is like it's great but it's hard and it's constant and I was like fine and it was like the one cell games guitar solo which is fine because I don't really want any anyway 
but uh, like I don't even have a tone set up for solos on my board. It's like oh, really? it, it's it's the opposite of my cover band board where like I have to have like I need to have clean and dirty and I have to have a mm. boost. And I was like, well, I don't need a boost. I'm not cutting over the top of that. There's no solos. It's grand. <laughs> Do you know what? It's interesting. I you, with with the question. I it's the same with wrestling. I just the greatest wrestler of all time, as in the best. You know person that pretending to fight oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is the greatest wrestler of all time. It's the person who, you know, made the most money and people were into the most. So I think for that reason, the best new metal band or album of all time is Hybrid Theory. Yeah, well, it wouldn't yeah. be the one I would listen to the most. Like Round the Fur by the Deftones is probably my favourite. Oh, um, great album. Yeah, <laughs> from new metal album. But like even though I, Deftones compute that well they would complain that they were not part of the new metal scene yeah like, you 100% were that's lads. come on they were for the first two albums they were, yeah. most certainly were for the first two albums yeah you have a lot of people that, that argue that like you know cool emos will say that you know White Pony was you know like quintessentially an emo album as well what who yeah. the hell yeah. says that it's an interesting one because I, I think it was like a hot take in Kerrang like years ago but I can see where they're coming from like as in the emotional hardcore side of it yeah. like, like it, it does lean into it but again like I think like I don't know like definitely are a weird one because their first two albums were most certainly like yeah. the absolute, you know, lifeblood of new metal <laughs> sound and stuff. So <laughs> if my first pick doesn't count, then Iowa, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All my obvious picks, I fucking, oh, I don't know, I'll talk to see you in Iowa. <laughs> if it's on a hoodie, it's probably good. <laughs> it's interesting. Like, it's interesting. Rule to live by. Yeah. Like, I'd always pick the first slip album over, over Iowa just because of the, you know, the, the, it's a bit weird and fucked. Yeah, it's a bit I, weird and fucked. I'm not really sure what they're doing. Yeah, and it, it was more socially acceptable to like them when when Iowa came out because yeah. when you, you were listening to Slipknot and like when the first album was out, people were just like, "You're a fucking yeah, was crazy person." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, "They're pretty good." <laughs> That's it. Slipknot were the greatest enemies of like wooden tables. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just I the, the video I remember watching a video of them like in their early shows and just Sid brings out this fucking jar and just starts mm. huffing it here. and then it, it was I think it was on like Loudwire and it goes yeah. that is a jar with a dead bird and it's like oh for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> where's what's the artistry in that but, that's, uh, that's what we, we, we have house- that's what you're gonna start doing is it <laughs> well, we have me we have me husband obviously God like. The most, we listened to the most depressing music. <laughs> Everyone was on heroin. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking most weirdest, ridiculous stuff that nowadays would just be like, you'd be prob- you'd possibly be just putting the padded room yeah. for doing half of the stuff. I don't think you could, you could come out. You, I don't think the rock star stuff mm. that, that people used to do, you'd get away with it now. Everybody would just be like, you're a dickhead. Like it's, That's it. it's that famous thing I've said before, it was like, uh, I've said in the podcast before, it was, I think it was uh, Burt Ward or somebody in Black Sabbath basically mm. had a tradition that every time they played somewhere, they'd have to destroy a TV. Yeah. They'd have to chuck it out the window. Yeah. And there was one story where he got, he got out of the, checked out of the hotel, got in a taxi for his flight and then realized he hadn't chucked a, a TV out the window. Came back, said he left something in the room, then chucked the TV out the window, and then got back on. And you're just like, it's funny, but it's still just like, nowadays you're like, no, that is such dickhead behavior. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You have to pay for yourself now as yeah. well. Like, you can give out that now. The band would have to pay for the themselves. Blade, yeah. Yeah. Mike Patton used to like, poo in the top of a hairdryer and leave it for the next person in the hotel to use. Like, that's a real thing that he did. 
like, I remember cause, why? Because Anthony Kiedis tried to get him kicked yeah. off fucking everything because he claimed that he was copying their style, which he definitely, I don't think he was even remotely. But, um, may, well, maybe a little bit. But uh, to say, but they got him kicked off festivals mm. and stuff. So I think it was like one of the first times he ever got on MTV. The first thing he said was, uh, Anthony Kiedis has a small penis. Mm. Because I know that for a fact. <laughs> I think when, I think when my fat there, you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, for, for like uh, the real thing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to copy Chuck Mosley. Oh, yeah, the original yeah, singer, yeah. Who was like, you know, very, very similar to Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> I think once you got past the first album yeah. and Mike started being a little bit, you know, injecting himself, himself more yeah. into it. Then I don't think there's any like really comparison at all. Was he Mr. Bungle at the time as well? Or he was, was yeah, yeah, else, yeah, yeah. They were, they were, they were both going at the same time. Great band, absolutely. <laughs> Disco Volante. Uh, but Mr. Bugle, there's a listeners, there's a, 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 a strange record for you to check out. Imagine, imagine Anthony Kiedis hear Mr. Bungle and be like, he's copying me. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> well, he's, he's thinking about the hip, 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 hip. I think it was the movement he does a lot as well, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was very against. He was a young man with long black hair. He's like, hey, now, yeah. hang on. <laughs> and a strange haircut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, current go-to music. Ooh. Uh, mm. Earlier on in the car, I was listening to the newest Jeff Rosenstock album. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Hell Mode, is it? I'm not sure. No, I, don't know. I think it's called it's all Everything's Block Capitals on it. Um, I like him. I went to see him last year, I think. Uh, doing, he had an album that came out at the start of the pandemic mm. called No Dream, and then I think within like a year, I think he, people thought he was making like a joke, but he just actually re-recorded it as a ska album, and then he like played that over here in his tour and nowhere else on the tour, and I was like that is very funny and this Wait, is actually what? better. They just re-recorded the songs, but like as ska songs, <laughs> and I was like this lad's amazing, so ridiculously random. Yeah. And like so I'm into him. That's what I was listening to now. Or Another slightly naff go to one is my favorite Alkaline Trio albums finally on Spotify. Wait, why were why wasn't Alkaline Trio stuff on Spotify? All, all of Alkaline Trio was except for one album. Agony and Irony wasn't on there, oh, and I think it must have been some very good band as well. Yeah, That's it must, weird. It must have been some weird like publishing thing like from that year or something. But it was on like Spotify, like in the US mm. and stuff. It just wasn't over here, and I think just by chance on one of the songs that was a single came on on shuffle, and I just tapped my phone to see like. Like, what's up next or what time is it? And I was tapping it. And I was like, oh, wait, that's the album artwork. That's not the single. <laughs> and I had to like, go, what the fuck? And I was like, this album's finally here. And like, it's it's got like, like obviously it's got like all the listens accrued from other places. I was like, yeah, this is fucking, it's good. What's going on? So I've been putting that on just to be like, it's finally on Spotify. I don't have to like open up YouTube mm. to listen to an album now. <laughs> I had the opposite happened to me recently. I was trying to listen to Shellac, Steve Albini's band. All mm. taken off Spotify. Apparently it's really? a big fucking thing with them. So. I was like, I really liked that album. <laughs> do you know what? I rolled my eyes there, but you know what? Actually, fair folks to him because, you know, Spotify be like reaming bands for money. So fair folks yeah. to him. That is the reason why he did it. Yeah. No, it is. It's a stance yeah, yeah. with with the way that Spotify exactly, treats some yeah. of the artists. But you can't find Jailbreak on Spotify if you want. Yes. <laughs> but you can't now. Yeah. Can't yet. Well, so when it's coming out. December 1st. Yes. I mean, we're not going with people who go like, no, you have to get it on Bandcamp. You can get Bandcamp if you want. And like it's great because it does support the artist, but mm. like, I do understand the inconvenience of being like, I've paid for it. It's great. Now I just have a file. Yeah. What the fuck do I do with yeah. this? Like, <laughs> do I do I do I like download onto my phone and listen to it off VLC player? Burn onto a <laughs> CD. <laughs> yes. 
like I'm I'm all up for us at some stage, even if it's just me paying for it to get a little run of of jailbreak or something. Because I am a, I'm a CD person mm. like yourself, <laughs> like and I just I. I don't know. I just feel like it's not true new metal experience if you don't have the CD <laughs> and the booklet. Yeah. yeah, and enhanced CD and enhanced CD. Oh my god! Yeah, there's Matt, another. There's another funny one. Matt doesn't know what that is as well. Matt, yeah. the bass player from Phoenix Park, because he's slightly too young. I was making a joke about enhanced CDs, and he's like, "Ah, yeah." <laughs> it's like you know, like there's a browser and stuff, and like the music videos on. He's like. No, the videos on YouTube are like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> Lincoln Park were always great for that. Yeah. He's got the, like, you got the making of the album yeah. and some music videos with it. Yeah. Because that was the, the, the reason that came about is because I was doing a big clear out down home and I found, I found my original One Step Closer oh, uh, <laughs> single with High Voltage and My December with the B-sides on it and it had the at the bottom. fucking depressing song. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was like, I, I wanted to, I wanted to like, just like, do like depressing Lincoln Park B sides as the <laughs> as the like the support for, <laughs> for Phoenix Park. <laughs> <laughs> Still nice. <laughs> Still right every time. Remember, yeah. There's a couple of there's a couple of Lincoln Park songs that I was always amazed when never released. Qwerty was one. Q W E R T Y. Mm. Um, they never they made a demo I think when they were on a plane mm. and they never released it. And was Blackbirds never fully released? I'm, I've not heard Blackbirds. Blackbirds is pretty yeah. good as well. Yeah, there was a few other ones. Mm. I because I when I was back at like yeah. when I was younger, just on YouTube trying mm. to find as much B sides as yeah. possible. But they had lo- Linkin Park had loads of unreleased. It's, it's interesting of Hybrid Midnight ones and all of those. Oh yeah, like Hybrid Two be twenty, the next one to be twenty five because it's just the huge Meteora box set that is just it's just Meteora, and then finally all the audio off Live in Texas is on it. So again, you have to go onto YouTube to listen to some of the songs live. I can actually like even even the CD didn't have some of the stuff live. It was like, what's live? Why is it not on it? Like because this was it. It was it was with that. It was always a. You needed a reason to buy the DVD uh, and the CD. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've listened to a lot of Greta Van Fleet lately because was, um, I kind of, I like every other human being on the planet. We're like, oh God, these are just like Led Zeppelin tribute bands. Yeah, I'm kind of like that yeah. myself. <laughs> and then I like, I was like, I was listening to, uh, God, my brother started playing them last Christmas and I was like, Holy shit! Apparently, their new stuff yeah. is like their own stuff now. They're not yeah. really doing the limp. Do you know the limp biscuits? The no, we're doing that. <laughs> we're the Greta Van Fleet yeah, of new metal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's very like I would say it doesn't sound like like Led Zeppelin, but it sounds like a it sounds like other like it doesn't sound like communication breakdown. It yeah, sounds yeah. like cashmere. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's it is very it's very good. I've 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 become completely. And utterly obsessed. We went to see them last week, and they were fucking great. Did you see them in the? We went to see them in the in the three. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I am wearing a Greta Van Fleet t-shirt right now (laughs) that I purchased at said gig. My my brother had tickets for it, and then his friend bailed on him Mm. like just before it, and he wouldn't go. And I was just like, "Would you not go to a gig on your own?" He was like, "No." I was like, "Vinny, you need to get away from that. Going to gigs on your own is perfectly fine, and it's going to be very, very fun sometimes as well." Do you know what the Greta Van Fleet? gig taught me what? that Gen Z do not understand drum solos or guitar solos what you mean they don't understand it as in there was just like they also don't understand fucking decorum at gigs either. <laughs> that's <laughs> it I, I know well but what they were doing was uh, like obviously like Greta Van Fleet 2 like big like like 8-9 minute guitar solos people were just like what the fuck's going on here <laughs> and then when when the drum solos started oh, people, yeah. people were like mad into it and clapping and like giving like real big energy into the drum solo and then like 5 minutes later they were like Play a song, <laughs> please. We were. I won't. I won't name the name of the artist because I hope one day to have her on. And but, but the, we were at one of her gigs, and there was the the, the crowd was quite young at it, and mm. they chatted the entire way through the show. 
I mean, and then we're vaping at the show oh, as yeah. well. And I was just like, and I realized afterwards because somebody was explaining to me because you got to remember mm. they missed about four mm. years of maturity yeah. for one of gigs when they were like 16 to 20 now but they've all just become little bollocks <laughs> yeah. it's like going to the zoo almost yeah it is yeah. <laughs> just, just the idea the notion of somebody yeah. fucking obnoxiously vaping during a gig at the front they were at the very front mm. as well I was just like I would just smack that out of the hands mm. straight away I find I find gigging in Ireland going to gigs in Ireland really weird at the moment because we went to, we've gone to several bands that we were like, back in the day, you would always have a great time at. Like, we went to Biffy Clyro there in the last year. And before, like the pandemic, we would have gone to see Biffy Clyro and the Killers, you know, anytime they were yeah, around. Yeah. They would always be like singing along, clapping hands, like going crazy, you know, getting pissed. And like, <laughs> it's just like, it's, 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 it's like someone watching someone like, like knitting now. It's just people just standing <laughs> with their arms folded, like, just kind of like, yeah, they're there. Yeah. And then, and then they'll play a single from, you know, the first two albums yeah. and people go absolutely <laughs> mental. And then it's just, ah, and there we go. Okay. Red Hot Chili Peppers was terrible for that yeah. very part. Well, Red, I, my brother has seen Red Hot Chili Peppers six or seven times now and he will maintain that they're one of the most hit and miss bands in the world. Mm. Um, just the crowd was so strange. It's mm. like, I think it's like 90 quid tickets and like, yeah. it's like, they spent ninety quid to maybe see the end bit of snow yeah. that they like, yeah, and like the chorus off the other side. But like the played "Suck My Kiss" and everyone was just like, mm, yeah, okay. that, that was the, that was the biggest one to me that they didn't well. care about it. Yeah. Like, uh, the, that that was the set that was comedically just written for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because like, the, the encore they didn't do um, "Under the Bridge," and other people like we'll be "Under the Bridge." It's like I'm fine if they didn't play it to be honest. But they um, they did so "Psycho Sexy" as the encore. And then at the end of Psycho Sexy, went into Day Red Hot, and I was like, "This is like I did this as a joke." <laughs> <laughs> just see all the young people just going, like, what the yeah, fuck? like it's it's absolutely not an appropriate encore, and like they, they never do that end bit on it. But I was like, "This is just for me as a nice little joke." <laughs> I heard something mad actually. It's funny you mentioned that. Only yesterday, there's a podcast called No Such Thing as a Fish, which is Ooh. by the guys who do the writers for QI. So they mm. come on with a new fact each episode. It's very good. But they were talking about. That Flea apparently cuts his fingers so badly because the way that he plays mm. the bass that he cut, sometimes runs off stage, fills the cuts with super glue, waits it, waits till it dries, and then runs back on. I think John Shafrashante does it as well. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, that, that's, that's for your, your quiz now. What do Flea and Sabu have in common? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, one of the last questions I have for you is um, where do you think the current music scene with Ireland, uh, metal scene in Ireland is like? As a new, as a kind of relatively young band, musically young, uh, physically very much not. Very much, <laughs> not, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can tell from listening. <laughs> um, I find it kind of interesting because, like, I've been playing music in Dublin since, God, um, like my first band started in like two thousand and two in Maynooth, and I feel like in Dublin at the moment there is a nice little family of bands mm. were very supportive of each other. And you wouldn't always get that, like, throughout the years in Dublin. You have you, people who are even very competitive and very snarky and very kind of, you know, like... Yeah. Uh, as in, you're our direct competition. Well, I'm not you you're the that produced. That exactly. better than my yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where we all kind of... We're all kind of rooting for each other. Like, there's bands like uh, Neon Empire, Idle Discourse, Nebularis, um, Pain and Vain, uh, Faint Memory, you know... Ritual effect, I think. Ritual, ritual effect, of course, ritual, yeah. ritual, ritual effect, effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're all kind of like, you know, we're 
we're all, you know, buds at yeah. the end of the day as well. And we all kind of support each other. We all get produced by the same people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. Anthony that has like heavy guitars, mm. but also there's keyboards and noises. And mm. it's usually Josh producing. Yeah. And, and if it's not, it probably should be. Yeah, yeah. That's like, that's actually why we got on because like, I was like, thinking like, oh, like we need mm. to just, I can't record live drums and like my plugins aren't great. And like, we just need to have someone outside mm. record us. And it's gone like, well, who does what? And I was like, well, Neon Empire having mm. heavy guitars. Like, who do they use? And I was like, oh, who do I this course use? They're like, oh, I see. I see what's going on here now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Josh. <laughs> Even outside of Dublin, like, we, like we've, at, as you said, we were, we were, we've been down at the Siege of Limerick. We've been down at, um, um, we just played Lizzie Boogies and Cavan. Um, with the job seekers who are an absolutely crazy band. Oh, well, I do think I know them. Yeah, the name. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's two there. job seekers as well. There's job seekers with a Z and job seekers with an S. Okay. And job one, seekers one... allowance and job seekers benefits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a hardcore band and then there's like the lads that, I don't know what you call them. Are they a punk band? Kind of. They're like if Hardy Books made music instead yeah, of comedy. Yeah, that's exactly okay. what it is. They're a, they're a drunk band. Yeah. Punk band and a drunk band. <laughs> but they're absolutely great and they, they had us down and we were, we were, we had the crack with them and the same with um, oh um, Hashmaker from oh Hashmaker Hashmaker from Cork had us down yeah, yeah, from yeah. for uh, for down to Fred Zeppelin's it was just like a nice kind of nice nice buzz around the place yeah, <laughs> yeah. no it is lovely because even like from doing the mm. podcast and stuff you yeah. kind of get introduced to other bands mm. and everybody's just very very, very, very nice at all yeah, and like, you go into Fibbers everybody finishes the show mm. and it's like other bands wa- actually watching yeah. other bands yeah. and actually being like that was fantastic after you no I think it's quite nice and the talent that we have yeah. in the country at the moment is it's kind of ridiculous I would argue that we have one of the best in Europe but uh. mm. like Metal for the Masses did, like I thought Metal for the Masses this year was fat, was absolutely fantastic Metal I, thought, for the like, Ma- it, I feel sorry yeah. for some of the bands that go because the talent yeah. is just like so yeah. unbelievably yeah. intense yeah. Like. Yeah. We, got, we got very lucky but also unlucky that the final was I think literally just all of our friends Yeah, yeah. Our, oh. it wasn't it wasn't all of our friends because obviously there's only like room for six bands Yeah, but Pretty much everyone in it was like people we knew anyway. Mm. It was like, yeah, because like us and Richard Effect got through in the same heat. Um, and like, like I was in a band with Mo before. Yeah. And oh, and Paul, I was in a band with most of them. I was there, Chris. Um, <laughs> but um, like, Fate memory or our, 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 our sons. Our, our sons. Yeah, yeah memory are, 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 they're, they're our new metal sons. They, uh, they saw us like do a gig last summer and like they just instantly were like, this is, we have to gig together. And I was like, this is our third gig, so okay. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, this is a gig where I was putting double duty. It was like, that's cool. I'm happy like that. I have to go play again. There's <laughs> Damien as well from Nebularis. Is it was 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 the drummer on our our first sessions. Oh yeah. So we're all a very all intertwined and sensuous little group. We are. <laughs> Ura supported us at our, at our yeah. headline gig that no one was at except for them. Yes. Downstairs in Fibers on a Thursday when it's pissing rain. Yeah. Great spot. And then Levain were there in day one. Day one, yes, absolutely. And now Kyle from Fit Memories in Levain. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. I was like one day I might end up in pain and vain. Mikey, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Even remember um, the drummer from Neon Empire and Elsha's band, Veronica. She was like putting up stories for in practice, and I saw the keyboard player. I was like, "That's Ian. Hi, Ian." And she's like, "You know everyone." It's like. Like, I just don't five or six people, yeah. but like they're just all in bands together. Yeah. Uh, so obviously the single is out on the first of December, uh, Jailbreak, and there's a video with it as well, isn't there? It is fantastic. It was shot by uh, it was Oscar Hackett. Oscar he Hackett. edited it. An- Angel, um, I don't have to say his surname. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna get taken me. I know. It's fine. I never said I that. I think it's like Cher. It's just like it's, an- it's just Angel. 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 Yeah. 
<laughs> he he shot yeah like he just films all of the mm. method of massive stuff um and so we just had like footage from that we had like we had to, there was a continuous camera from the finals for like every band just like a continuous normal people don't say mm. hard cam that's a wrestling that's thing. a wrestling <laughs> thing yeah um, <laughs> like the static camera yeah like the main wide shot um and then, like, he'd, like, be getting bits and pieces for sources and stuff. And, like, he's like, hey, everyone, I can just send you all your stuff from that. If you want that in a folder, it's there. Um, So, like, that's, like, three performances of Jailbreak there. Um, So we used that. I think we had a bit from a gig downstairs in Fibbers mm. that Sean Leslie shot as well. Uh, we just had, like, a really good drum video from that. Mm. And I think that's it for performance. I think it is just those few gigs. But Oscar edited that together. Um, And it's great. There's no fucking around for him because we played to the track <laughs> <It's> like, <yeah. laughs> so like there's no there's no like trying to get like oh what's the I'm going to move it around it's like no just just go just, just go to 95 BPM uh, cut well, I, well, I noticed from from that from watching that lipstick was like God, I sing this song exactly the same way every single time <laughs> I sing it <laughs> that is a that is a drag race quality lipstick <laughs> in that video yeah. I, I there's one part where I'm playing a guitar part in the video and I'm like oh no since we did it with Josh I don't play that anymore yeah but sure look it's fine <laughs> this is no one's gonna be like he's not really playing it's like no one's actually playing it's a music video <laughs> don't worry about it and that'll be out on the same day as well fantastic yeah. Well, um, I guess I don't really have any more questions for you. The last one I always end it because I just think it's a nice end, end, end an episode on is what do you enjoy most about what you do? Definitely doing it live, I think. Yeah, mm. I think most people say that's their yeah. answer. <laughs> and yeah. you guys, what I like about watching you guys live is um, you gen- I, and it's the, my favorite quality of watching a band is that you guys look like you're actually having a fucking good time on stage. So it's worse than watching a band who don't want to be there. You guys are yeah. always fucking amped. So uh, I, I no, think I'm looking forward to more gigs next year, I guess. We can't do... <laughs> The super serious no, metal guy. It doesn't work. We can't do it. We can't come out and be like Dublin, my friends, Cell Games family. It's like what are you fucking on about? You're just up there doing songs about anime and stuff. It's grand. Do you know what? It's a funny thing that the drummer for the Job Seekers said to me the other day. He was like, "Jesus, your gas." You're there now, just unassuming young fellow with a big smile on your face. You go up on the stage and you have the voice of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's, that's, that's what I like most, subverting people's expectations. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on. It's been an thank absolute pleasure. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. And that's us. That's, that's, that's the so that is our episode for this week I want a quick thank you again to Tristan and Max for coming on and chatting with me it really was an absolute pleasure I was giggling the entire time I was editing this episode so I hope you've all enjoyed it make sure to go stream Jailbreak as I said it's a fantastic song it's up on Spotify now so you can go listen to it and uh, you can catch the guys playing in uh, Pharmacia on the 16th of December with Solothurn and War of Attrition which will be a fantastic show and then also very exciting news is that they're going to be competing in Metal to the Masses 2024 on the 10th of February in February McGee's in Dublin uh, they'll be going up against Raining in December Saint Slaughter and Shams that should be a fantastic night out um, very very much looking forward to that and I guess then on my end if you enjoyed that episode and want to hear more just like it please give the podcast a follow it very 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 much helps me out and uh, I got my Spotify rap results the other day and they were very 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 heartwarming to say the least so uh, thank you for everybody who's been listening to the podcast over the past year and hopefully it continues to grow the way that it is so um, it really does mean the world so thank you very very much uh, sincerely but um, yeah that's our episode so uh, I hope you've enjoyed it thank you very much for listening to it and uh, I hope you have a lovely 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 week Uh, we'll be back again soon for a new episode goodbye thank you